Well, hello, everybody. This is John Cranham with the Go To Dentist podcast. We have David Rice in Florida with us. Our other uh, partner, Pio, is somewhere off with his three young boys. So hopefully, we'll get him back next time. But we're really, really excited about today. But uh, before we get there, David, how are you? I'm doing very well. We got a sunny day out here in St. Pete, and I'm actually headed out on the water today. So it's going to be a good day. Social distancing. You? Social distancing on the water. Plenty of room out there. Well, we actually have a little rainy day here in Smith Mountain Lake, but my wife, or my, my wife, my daughter and I are doing some endo training online. So we're doing wave one hands on today. So a good day to do some learning. Uh, but this morning, it's Saturday morning here, and we have a special guest. And let me just tell you a little bit about her. I just creeped on her website a minute ago. Uh, and actually found out we had more commonalities than I was aware. Uh, so we have uh, Amy Cruz Orcutt with us. She practices in Iowa. Uh, she did her dental training in Puerto Rico and then did, no, your, your undergrad in Puerto Rico, the dental training at Iowa. And then you did an AGD at VCU, which was interesting because that's where I graduated and it's not far from me. Um, but we are excited to have her for a couple reasons. One is uh, she is a Dawson trained dentist, so I was aware of her when she was doing the training. But what's really interesting is I really got to know her when the COVID thing hit, and I just started seeing this name every single day on our free webinars, and she signed up for the uh, for the all access or the, the, the I guess the, the package for the one days we're doing. Uh, and she's just been this co constant positive force uh, through all through all this. It's been uh, been one of the people that have, I've really sort of focused on. And then as I learned a little bit more about her, and we'll get into this a little bit later in the podcast, there were some just incredible challenges that she's endured in her practice. And I really wanted this podcast to first learn a little bit more about her and then um, and her practice and then talk about what she went through and then really learn from her how she stay, stayed so positive through all this, which is to me something we can all learn from because we sometimes I think first, sometimes we think the things that are the most challenging may not be all that challenging. And if we do have something challenging hit us, which we all will happen at some point in our life, we, we have to have good strategies to, to get through that and be able to see the other side. So good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. And you are, so tell me, tell us where exactly you are this morning. Are you at home or at the office or? I'm at home. I'm in my office at home hiding from the kids. But yeah, we're <laughs> at Mason City, Iowa. Mason and, City. Um, and then you, you have a couple yeah. children I've seen on Instagram. Yes, I have. Uh, Lucas is seven and Avalise, uh, she's four. So they are at a fun age right now. Now, when did you come to the States? How? Tell us a little bit about that. So I, I was born and, and raised in Puerto Rico when I finished undergrad. That was in 2005. Then I moved to Iowa. Okay. And uh, my husband is from Iowa, so interestingly, uh, when we were both in undergrad, I did, um, we both did a, a, a research internship in Omaha, Nebraska, 
And that was the first time I had been to the Midwest. So we were in that program for eight weeks and um, our labs were across from each other and that's how we met. And I had, that was between my sophomore and junior year of college. So I still had two more years to finish. So um, we dated long distance for two years. He was starting medical school okay. in 2005 when I was graduating from uh, undergrad. And that's when I moved to Iowa. So it has okay. been 15 years. Okay. And so then you did that, you went to Iowa. And so then after Iowa, you went to Richmond to VCU? Yes. So we, we lived in uh, Charlottesville for four years and he was starting his uh, residency and radiation oncology at UVA and I had finished dental school in 2011 so then I did a, a one-year AGD program at BCU and after that I, I practiced a, as an associate uh, two different practices for three years in Charlottesville Virginia mm. I don't know if you know this but I taught in the in the that AGD for three years yeah, oh, back, wow. back in the 90s. So when, before I sort of got going, I taught at VCU for in the undergrad and then things sort of politically got a little out of whack in the undergrad. I know that's shocking. Uh, <laughs> and so, never, that never uh, so then I, I went into the AGD and, and I don't, was Carol Brooks alive when you were there? Did you know Carol Brooks? I think she was. I, re I didn't meet her, but I okay. remember hearing her name yeah. and uh, the director was uh, Deborah Hazelton. Hazelton, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was working with uh, when, when Carol was there. Um, but anyway, Carol, for those who don't know, she's, she was an amazing woman who started the, uh, actually started the mom, mom project nationally. Um, and she was a, she was a, a dental hygienist first and, and then ran the dental hygiene school actually when I was in dental school and then became a dentist. Uh, but she was an amazing woman and then, and then died too young. She died in her late fifties, um, not too long ago. So it was a big loss for VCU. Well, that's interesting. So um, I, you know, having two daughters that were, went to Virginia Tech, I, I, I won't hold the whole connection with Charlottesville too much against you, but we'll, we'll, be, okay. we'll be okay. All right, so let's get rolling. Uh, David, why don't you take the first question and we'll just kind of go back and forth, but we're really excited to have you. And so thanks for, thanks for joining us. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I'm, listen, I, I, I have spent some time stalking you too. So, you know, John and I probably feel like we know you a little bit. But for all of our, our listeners here, I think where we really want to start is, you know, you, you have this journey to get where you are in life. But, you know, who who is no Amy? Like, what, who, who is this person that is you? All right. So, well, I'll start. You know, you touched a little bit about um, being from Puerto Rico. So, uh, so, yes, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. And my family, I have two brothers. They still live in Puerto Rico. My parents, grandparents and extended family. So. It, um, I try to get there as much as I can and um, a little difficult right now but uh, so uh, living in Iowa and uh, you know you would think that two different places Iowa compared to Puerto Rico but interestingly you know it's there's a lot of similarities and um, not weather wise or culture wise but people wise is it has been a welcoming place for me and like I mentioned before, we have two kids and, um, and I enjoy uh, photography a lot as well, like uh, John mentioned. 
and, uh, and dentistry and um, in general. So those, all those things, being a mom, um, uh, being a um, dentist, a photographer, and then spending time with friends and um, we enjoy the outdoors a lot. So there is a lot of things other than dentistry combined in, in, in my life, I would say that, that make it exciting. That's great. Um, what do you think that when you think about sort of dentistry and, and maybe I'll expand upon it even with sort of some of the things that you've done with the Dawson Academy, but what do you, what is your favorite thing about dentistry? And maybe you can talk about both clinically, you know, what do you love to do clinically, but what do you love of the most about a, the profession that maybe allows you to do some of the other things that you do in your life? Now, I have to say, uh, dentistry, it's special in its own way, and it's a profession that, like you mentioned, allows us to choose what we want to do with our life, how much we want to work, how much, uh, you know, what, what we want to specialize on, and that, that definitely is a, an advantage. Um, I practice um, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 4, so those hours allow me to, to be uh, at home with the family as well. And what I love about dentistry the most, you know, it's amazing how we, we can change someone's life and not just improve their oral health or health in general, but also improve their quality of life by, you know, allowing them to smile. And I feel like it's pretty cool that you can be an artist and improve a smile. And even, and even if it's just helping, you know, having them look in the mirror after you have completed some lessons and they're just ecstatic that they can smile again. For me, that's very special. And I think that's what I draws, you know, I draw more, most of the joy from dentistry is how can I, I how I impact other people's life. And um, I enjoy mostly restorative dentistry. I had uh, more root canals or or extractions. I have stepped away from that. And uh, then when you mentioned training for the uh, wave, uh, and wave. the wave, I had the wave, uh, wave one. And uh, after the um, was it got destroyed. Let's put it that way. And I and at that point I was like, well, I, I think I'm I'm done with with <laughs> so I have, I <laughs> so I enjoy restorative dentistry the most and um it has been fun it has been fun there was a sign right no morando <laughs> I mean, yeah not replacing it <laughs> that's awesome so you know with that what you really love to do with all your passions you know what or maybe maybe who you know brought you into dentistry what How'd you get here? So this one is an interesting one to, as well. Uh, I was a pre-med when I was an undergrad. And I that summer when I was moved, when I moved to Iowa, I was actually studying for the MCAT. And uh, Kevin was starting medical school that, that fall. And I remember telling Kevin, I, I don't know if medicine is really what I want to do. And uh, Kevin is not one to save things, really. And he mentioned, you know, I have... When I was taking the MCAT review course last year, I saved this article from the paper and he had it saved on his desk, you know, random. And it was these two brothers, one was a dentist and one was the uh, physician. And they were discussing, the dentist was discussing 
how it was being a dentist compared to being a physician and the benefits of it. And I took that as a sign. Hmm. And I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to shadow a dentist. And I, you know, during undergrad, I was shadowing physicians and all that. I had never considered dentistry. And I did not take the MCAT. And I started shadowing a dentist in Iowa City, in Iowa. And that completely, you know, it's like, you know, this is it. So then I, I started studying for the DAT. I only applied to Iowa. At that time, I was uh, a research assistant at an immunology lab. So I said, well, if I don't get into Iowa, because Kevin was in medical school at that time, I, I would apply again and continue to do research. But I got in um, um, after I applied that year. And so, yeah. And at that time, too, when I started my journey into going into dentistry, uh, it, my dad growing up, you know, he, he's in his 60s. So at that generation had a lot of trauma uh, with the de dentist. And I would say he was he is still afraid of dentists and um i kind of clicked to me it's like if i become a dentist i can help people like my dad that don't like going to the dentist and he was so excited that i was uh, <laughs> getting in that journey and uh, so that was that was uh, motivation for me to to get going on that wow, what a great the, story. yeah and the aspect of you know we 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 say uh, you know dentists usually we tend to say that we love working with our hands, we like the artistic side of it, and then the people aspect and then still improve someone's health is just pretty neat, so. That's great. Well, I always, I love hearing how people get into the profession because like you, I don't really think things happen by chance, and, uh, and, and that, that's amazing. So here's, here's your would-be husband who throws everything away, just happens to save this article. Like, why? You know, that's kind of crazy. All right, so let's get into the sort of the meat of this. Um, a couple of years ago, something happened to your office and sort of your life that just rocked your world. Let's maybe begin and, and kind of tell a little bit about what happened and uh, kind of take us there. When was it, you know, what occurred, how it occurred. I don't know a lot of these details, but, uh, but maybe take us there. All right, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, the practice quickly. Uh, I, I bought the practice 2015 when we moved back to Iowa. From a, It was a husband and wife. They had had the practice for 36 years, and uh, they practiced with me for three years as associates. So they retired um, June of 2018. And um, so that after, uh, during that transition actually went pretty good considering having them retired and I pretty much stayed by myself um, and I'm still by myself in the practice. But during those first six months we were, you know, the, I was implementing the culture I wanted, uh, getting the team uh, to, to, it was just me, you know, with the previous owners weren't there anymore. So it was exciting. It was an exciting time. Uh, and as we were preparing for New Year's or 2019, uh, one of my assistants and I went on New Year's Eve of 2018 to the office. It was closed. And as we come into the office uh, to, we were actually going to paint and stuff like that. So the, the alarm system wasn't working. And that was kind of 
threw me off a little bit. And as I, when I went to my office, the computer was shut down and the fax machine was shut down. And I turned it back on. We went to the breaker and everything seemed fine. But as we were working there that morning, things kept, lights were flickering, computers were shutting on and off. So I, I, I did call the, the electrical company and the uh, alarm system to let them know that things weren't quite right. Uh, but being New Year's uh, Eve, uh, they were short staff. So they said, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there on the second. And uh, so then that night, as, as we were getting ready for to have a party at our house, and uh, it was around 6.20, I remember exactly the timing, I get a call and it was, they confirmed my name, it was from the police department, and I was like, all right, what an inconvenience, the alarm system went back up, it's activated, I have to run to the office to activate it. And, and that was the inconvenience at the time in my head. But actually, when they, they just blatantly said, well, your building is on fire. And that was it. Mm. And so, yes, New Year's Eve, getting ready for the new year. And that's, that's the call. <laughs> that's so, a heck of a call. That's a heck of a call. So did you immediately, what did you do? Did you go to the party or did you run to the office or what? Uh, Kevin came into the, uh, you know, as I was getting ready, Kevin came in and he's like, what happened? And I, I was they just called me, the building is on fire. I was still in shock. And I said, people are coming in 10 minutes. Just stay here. I'll run to the office. I'm only five minutes away from my office. He said, well, do you want me to go? I'm like, no, just stay here. Have people come over. I'll get there. And as I get there, the, you know, the road was closed. Um, fire trucks, police, police cars. And it was just shocking. I just parked you know, in the parking lot next to it and kind of just there. What the sad part is that since the alarm system was not working, the fire was going for on for a while until people were seen driving by and seeing the flames coming out of the windows. That's when they started calling the police. So it was pretty far uh, by the yeah. time they got there. And so I said, I said it was, there, you know, it's something that you never think is going to happen to you. I mean, it's a, it's a shock. It's something that you always kind of have in the back of your mind where it's like, oh, that would never happen. But so I was, so it was New Year's Eve. And I remember looking and I was like, wow, this is going to be a lot of work. That was, that came to mind. And then first thing I thought is like, how am I going to take care of my employees? You know, they, they need a place to work. And where, how am I going to take care of my patients? And those were the first, that's what's, what's daunting on me. I, I did not want to call the employees that night because it was New Year's Eve. I mean, they had family gatherings, they had parties. So I was like, well, I'll wait until the morning. But as they kept, they found out, so they, they started calling me. And I remember telling them, I don't know how, but I will be taking care of you. I don't want you to worry. And, you know, that was... That was my main concern and the patients. And there was one of the, pa the patients uh, was there. He was actually a firefighter and he was, um, he was very comforting to me. He came, you know, he kept coming and checking to me, uh, checking on me in the car. And I had just recently done a crown on him and he had a temporary and <laughs> he asked me, 
So do you know if the crown made it? Uh, like, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> if it's in there, it did not make it. But it was just kind of nice to have him there. And um, uh, that, it took about two hours for them to put down the fire. And it was, it was I would say, it was traumatic. And uh, but I remember when it was done, they came to tell me, all right, so do you want to walk over and see the damage? And I said, I, I have seen enough. I think I'll, I'll mm -hmm. wait till the morning. It was dark. It was like almost nine. And so then I um, I had told Kevin, keep everyone in the house. I, I want to be able to have people over when I get home. I don't want to just be, you know, alone. And, so yeah. I, I saw on the website the um, – the picture of your office. It's beautiful, by the way. Now, obviously, was the office much, did, when you rebuilt it, was it, did you rebuild the same office or did you start from scratch and do something new? What did you do? So we changed the, yeah, go ahead. I'm assuming you kind of had to tear down what was there, right? I mean, did that all have to be, yeah. Yes, it, it had to be torn down and we actually just pretty much kept the four brick walls at the outside so the whole so it was it was kind of crazy it just had four standing little walls because the the windows are corner windows so it was it was kind of funny when you drove by it was just like um but yeah we kept the brick walls and then everything else was torn down and the basement was uh completely got it and i was able to i kept the the ops in the same areas where they originally were but then just change the ceilings, change. I, I mean, um, we changed quite a bit, and it, that was a neat part of it to be able to design it. Yeah, more I like wanted. how more like how you wanted. Whew, man, okay, David. Yeah. <laughs> first, first of all, I can hear in your voice yeah. that despite that moment, that you somehow kept this calm about you, and I and I I. I I so admire you that the first people you thought of were yeah, your team. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's incredible to me. And um, what a great lesson to all of us. So how, how did you handle your team? You know, what things did you do for, to just to maybe keep them feeling okay? So we, we met right away. And um, when I told them where, that I where did, where did you meet? Where did you meet? <laughs> no, one of my ideas. <laughs> And they were so great, and and uh, one of my hygienists said, "Come over to my house." We went to her house, and uh, and she had breakfast for us and everything. So that's one thing that you know the community came together. It was New Year's Eve the next day, and I had I'm, I'm part of the Kiwanis uh, uh, club, and I'm not sure if if, if uh, in the east they have it, but yeah, we do. Um, yeah. Okay. And so I had members of that club, they were at my office at seven in the morning, New Year's Day, like helping uh, clean up and then just board windows and all that stuff. So the community was, was great. I had patients come over as well. So the, yeah, the hygienist offered her house. And um, so we met there at that time. I did not know that I had business interruption insurance. You know, I pretty much had kept the same insurance from the previous owners and just kind of everything they told me, uh, the, that the agent told me I needed, I pretty much bought. <laughs> so I'm glad I had it because they, they, we were able to 
uh, keep the payroll while we were down because we were down for seven weeks before we had the uh, temp temporary location, I found a temporary location and had it renovated and suited for me to be able to practice. So that, that was very helpful. So I encouraged any dentist, you know, that to consider business interruption, you know, it, does, it didn't work for the pandemic, but it, if there's um, damage to your building, it could be flooding or any other type of damage, you can utilize that to cover your overhead. And I would say, thinking about handling the whole situation, thinking about the team and the patients, I think that's what kept me going as well, because I had that sense of responsibility and I didn't have that, um, any time to think about, oh, poor me. And I think a lot for, for us as humans, when we are thinking about other people, we are happier. I, I mean, we, we don't suffer as much because we are thinking of others. When we think about ourselves some more, that's when we start suffering. And um, that was one thing that helped me handle it. And as I was sitting in the parking lot and seeing the destruction, when something that clicked to me was, all right, uh, in a few hours, I, the building was destroyed. We lost all of this. And it was kind of sad, but then I automatic, automatically changed my mind and said, all right, but everything I, that I did not lose, I mean, we didn't have a patient in the share that got hurt. My employees are safe. I am safe. I have a house that I can go to with my family. So I'm grateful for that because you could lose so much in a second. And, um, but I didn't lose any of those important things that would have been irreplaceable and uh, so that kept me going as well also that night after going to bed i remember thinking and laying in bed and i just saw imagine a bright light coming down to the building and that was the image i wanted to go to bed thinking of because i it was very dark it was a lot of smoke and all of, it was kind of spooky and i said you know i'm gonna change my my image and I just saw a bright light coming from the sky covering the building and I said it's going to be okay we're going to have uh, the building that we have that we want uh, the team is going to be stronger together we're going to have the best practice that we could have and that's what I focused on and I did not look back and I, I would say that gave me a lot of peace through the whole process and um, so you know, and it's not just in that situation, but in life, if we just focus on what it's good about the situation and not what is bad, I think we can be a lot happier. Mm. That's, I didn't awesome. know where this was going to go, but that's awesome. That just is exactly yes, what, is. yeah. And, and I agree with you. I mean, I, I do feel like that the happiest people, um, and, and I know, you know, the story of my son and I've talked about it. I'm, finishing the book now. And, and I, you know, it's, that's, that's what I see in him. I mean, so many challenges and he just never wallows. He just never thinks about from the context of, um, woe is me. Like, why did this happen to me? He never looks at it like that. It's always the positive side, whether he's looking at other people in the family or other people that have it worse. But I, I think you're right. I think the second we start shifting towards the other people around us. It's impossible to be thinking about 
the people you care about and wallow at the same time. <laughs> you can't do it. It's impossible. So changing your frame of reference though, but I tell you the thing that I admire is um, it's all well and good to say that and to understand that. But when you get really tested, <laughs> that's when you find out what you're made of. And, uh, and so I imagine, and I, before I jump onto the next one, just, uh, so I imagine that you rebuilt, right? So we're, so, so you just take us through that. So you were in a temporary office for in seven weeks. So basically your insurance kind of carried your payroll for seven weeks. Now you're in this temporary location. How long were you in the temporary location before the office was built? So that was from February through October. So about, I mean, uh, seven months, eight months. Okay. So you basically lost 10 months and you were out, well, nine or nine and a half months, something like that. And so then you get into the new office. Now we're sort of October, early November of 2019. And mm -hmm. so then you practice five and a half months and then COVID hits. And then COVID hits. And <laughs> I mean, so take us through that. So that was, uh, <laughs> you know, I remember, I remember that day when they mentioned, you know, they recommended closing and I told the team, I said, you know, we are going to finish up patients today. Tomorrow we're going to be closed. And I was so amazed how they took it. They were, all right, we have done this before. We can do it again. <laughs> and I was, I mean, I didn't expect that reaction, but the fact that we went through the trouble of the fire and, uh, you know, rescheduling and accommodating all of that, and they, we worked together so well. The culture was so great at the office at that time after the fire because there's one thing when you're vulnerable, it, uh, there's something that unites you more to people. Absolutely. And, and the team was like, well, you know, like we did with the fire, we'll just call the hygiene patients, call the patients in the schedule, and we'll, we'll reschedule them back. So I think that going through the fire definitely prepared us to go through COVID. And again, I knowing that after seeing all the silver linings after the fire, I did not worry too much about the COVID because I saw it as an opportunity. I said, this is going to be another time that we will have to grow and to get closer together again. And what do I want to do with my time during that time to come back stronger? And that's when the thousand webinars started and I was just so ecstatic and I am I am so excited. You can tell I'm probably on every single one of them. I think I have FOMO, fear of missing out now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a challenge in terms of we did not have the business interruption at that time. So what's going to happen with the team in, uh, the, in that was a little bit uh, uncertain. And also we didn't know how long we would be closed. So that was uncertain as well. But we were all in the same situation. So that was at the same time, all right, we, it's not just our office. We're all nav navigating through this together. And um, yeah, so that, you know, it wasn't as bad as, or as shocking, I guess, but also put a, put a hold on, on 
where we were going at that time. Yeah. yeah, I remember one of the times that I first sort of became a little bit more aware of you and where we started to connect a little bit on Instagram was I I I was here at the lake and I I did just a kind of like what David does often I just sort of talked to my phone and did a little recording and I talked about kind of five things, you know, get up at the same time every day, get some exercise, learn something, you know, I just had like five tips and um, you responded immediately that that was what you were doing. And so I imagined, I didn't know the first part about you, but I imagined, you know, it would have been pretty easy when your office burns down to just want to lay in bed for a while. But I imagine you learned even back then you had to keep a schedule and had to keep kind of getting up every day and working on things. And of course, there was tons of things to work on, but, but um, that that's, that's amazing. So, Let's talk a little bit about, again, I think the, the listeners are, are hearing, of, you know, how positive you are. Um, what are some of the things that you do sort of outside of dentistry to stay so positive? I mean, are there things that you do completely away from the profession? You know, is it, is it your photography? Is it faith? Is it exercise? I mean, what do you do to exercise the demons that we all have in our brain. I mean, that's what I, that's what I am sort of intrigued by. What do you think it is? All right. Faith definitely is part of it. Uh, family. I mean, um, it's, it's very important to me and spending that time with uh, Kevin, the kids relationships with people. We, you know, we value friendships and, uh, and that, that, gives me a lot of sanity as well, being able to uh, be around people. Photography is, is fun. I mean, I, I, when I'm taking photos and then editing them, it's just a fun. Uh, where do you, where do you go? Photo. Where do you go? Are you hiking when you do those pictures? Are, they, are you in your backyard? I mean, you've got some really amazing shots. I mean, where are you taking them typically? A lot of them are on my house and then I have, a lot of wildflowers and okay. uh, a lot of milkweed that probably the neighbors don't like, but they're pollinators. So I attract a lot of butterflies to those. And then I, I go around parks and uh, gardens when we're actually on the weekends with the kids. So they're playing around and I have my camera and just kind of take some pictures. So that um, it, it is a lot of fun. And I love the detail. I, I love macro because it's so detailed and mm -hmm. most of those honestly I don't see them until I put the picture in the computer I'm like whoa I didn't realize that because you cannot see it with the naked eye so share I mean and I love sharing it because we we don't see it like I said on a daily basis and that's one thing with the pandemic and um there you know we haven't been able to travel too much but there's so much beauty around that we sometimes forget nature that you know you can get a lot of joy out of that it's right there yeah it's right there and so we enjoy outdoors and um and one thing when the fire happened too i made a commitment i said i am not going to let this affect my family time my uh our travel time our you know our team or anything and i just kept i didn't work on weekends or it was more work but i would spend more time planning but just making sure that you don't let that rub from your other times because then you can really become miserable because then you see it as a tragic thing because it's not, it's not just a lot of work, but 
it's robbing from the things that bring in joy. So I make sure those things were not affected. And um, keeping a balance and, uh, and mentally, I mean, um, I try to keep as positive as I can. Uh, it's an exercise. It's like exercising your body. You're not always going to be so positive. There's sometimes that, you know, you, uh, thoughts come to your mind that, that bother that uh, piece, but just getting back to it, just reminding yourself, going back, and it's a constant exercise that the more we practice it, then it becomes second like nature. And, um, habit, and yeah. when there's, yeah, it's a habit. And it's a, uh, when there's a negative situation, well, there's always something that you can shift your mind. Like right now, um, I was supposed to be going to Puerto Rico last week. I haven't seen my family since last August. And I, we try to see each other at least twice a year. And um, so I could sit down and be sad about it, but I'm grateful that we can see each other on video. We can, I can talk to them anytime I, I, I want. When they had the hurricane uh, 2017, I couldn't be in touch with them for four days. I didn't know if they were safe or not. So just the fact that now I am able to call them whenever, so I focus on that. Because otherwise I would be really sad that I cannot be in Puerto Rico right now, but yeah. You know what, that's a heck of a demonstration from the start of this episode to where we are right now of how you really do exercise your mindset. I mean, it's, it's incredible to me that at every single turn, you're able to reset, reboot. And um, I, I loved when you, I loved how you reset and you sort of reframed um, how you pick, wanted a picture when that fire happened and the light coming down and how you wanted to just, that's how you wanted to view it. So moving forward is, you know, as we kind of look at life, you know, post COVID and, you know, having to reset again, like where do you see yourself moving to next? And, and maybe where do you see yourself in a couple of years? You know, I would say if things continue to be as they are, I, my, my goals uh, practice wise, I see myself, uh, everything that I'm learning right now and have learned in the past few years, I wanted to seamlessly be like second nature in the practice and uh, meaning with the, uh, especially the, the Dawson um, principles that I have been implementing as I, as I have been training, but then with a few hiccups, you know, that it has been interrupted multiple times. So I would love to see myself, um, you know, the, the practice just adopting all these principles and that's what we do. And I'm, I'm working towards that. And, um, and uh, during COVID, I, I made a commitment that uh, when I went back to practice, I was going to, I, I was going to see every single patient. It didn't have to be a big case. It's just any uh, restorative case or residence or whatever. I was going to start training myself that I would see it as a dozen uh, uh, principal case. And if I have been, um, keeping that promise. So two years, I think I, it would be, I would be better at that. And also I would love to uh, help other dentists. I would love to, I see myself teaching sometime in the future. I would love to do that. Not probably not full time. I still would like to have my practice, but I would love to, to help. And uh, maybe someday I can be part of the Dawson Academy. Helping. I love that. <laughs> That would be one of my dreams, but 
you know, you have to put it out there in your mind if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, nothing absolutely happens unless you start thinking about what it is you want to do. And I, I do think it's amazing. Well, it's just amazing when you get clear on something, I think, I think obstacles, you don't see the obstacles quite as much. And all of a sudden you start seeing the little opportunities that take you in the direction of where it is you're trying to go. Um, the other thing that I, I wanted you to know that I is is interesting, but you got to meet Dr. Dawson. I saw the picture of the three of us, Pete, you and me at Seminar 3. And one of the things that, that Pete drove into me, um, and again, I obviously learned tons about him from the standpoint of dentistry, but he also really helped me with kind of my faith and the spiritual things in my life and, and learning to accept things like you accept things. And his favorite Bible quote was actually, or, 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 um, passage from the, from the Bible was Romans eight to eight. And it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and who are called according to his purpose. And, and in that quote, there's, there's the, the concept of all things. <laughs> and this is what I, I kind of had a hard time wrapping my head around, that he believed that pretty much the things that happen to us, all things that happen to us kind of happen to us for a reason. And if you look at it like that, sometimes the horrible things that happen to us are actually things that can have a silver lining on the other side. And, and again, I think if you look at all faith, and it doesn't have to be Christianity, pretty much all faith has that common piece that you have to, those are the things that sometimes test us the most. And those are then sometimes the things that when you come out of them, you look back and go, man, we're better. And like, I just think about your team, for instance, um, like a lot of them, I assume came from the previous dentist for the, the two dentists, the husband wife team that, that were there. Well, when you went through that and they saw how committed you were to them, if there was any remaining like loyal to, to them, if it didn't, I mean, it completely switched to you after that because they saw that you were all in for them. And, and again, you sort of touched on it that, you know, without things like that in our lives, sometimes people can't really see you unless you're stripped away of everything and you're completely vulnerable. And so um, I just think we sometimes got to remember that sometimes the really tough times actually can be the biggest opportunity for, for us to pull everything together. And I don't think there's any question that as you move forward, after everything that's happened to you, you're going to be able to do whatever the heck you want. I mean, you, you yeah. are a disciplined, uh, passionate, uh, tested person that is going to, so I love, I love the direction. And if I have something to do with that, I think we can help. <laughs> I think what we'll do is maybe do one more question, if that's okay, David, and, uh, and start sure. wrapping this thing up. So obviously, tremendously motivated, tremendously, tremendously passionate. You've accomplished a lot. With all the things that we've talked about, like what, where is the juice? Like what is founda foundationally, where does your... Where does your passion come from uh, inside of you to keep you from seeing the obstacles and keep you moving in the direction that you want to do? What is it that gets you up every morning? All right. So 
um, mainly in dentistry or in general? The whole Sorry. thing, yeah, the whole the okay. whole package. Well, you know what gets me going is this. I I honestly do have an excitement to what's next. What are we doing today? You know, just enjoying the the moment and uh, you know living life to the fullest. And I that definitely gets me going. There's I love learning, and it's just exciting to me all the things that are out there. If uh, and not just in dentistry, but in life in general, you know, with the kids and what, you know, they're learning, I'm learning with them. In, in dentistry especially, what gets me uh, going and um, as much as I love doing dentistry and, 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 um, and it's, it's fun, but then also what we can provide for the patients and wanting to and seeing what you know we are pretty specialized what we can do for them and she seeing the impact that we have in their lives i honestly it brings me a lot of joy and it's just it's just fun for me to be able to do that and what gets me going and wanting to learn more is because i know you know if there's something there that i can learn to do better for them it's just, I feel like I'm doing a disservice if I don't know about it. And it's just, and it's just exciting to, to, you know, learning and just uh, thinking about, well, I'm going to implement this because this is going to help me with in this case or this and that. And um, it's just exciting. And I have to say that uh, when we were opening back up for COVID, it was kind of scary for Dennis to come open back up because there was a lot of unknowns of how we were going to practice and again I shift my mind again at that time I was like I am excited to start implementing all the stuff I have been learning during this time and I just couldn't wait to to get going on that and that's uh, that's what kept me going now with all the digital dentistry I um, I cannot wait to get uh, started on that I did get my scanner we're training soon I did get a printer. I, um, okay. I'm just, yeah. So which which printer uh, did you get? Which you which printer did you get? Which printer? Okay, good. Form uh, three, and so all those things are they're just exciting. And I think if we keep looking for things in life that that keep us moving, I think that's where the juice comes from. Yeah. Different aspects. I love that. I, I do think that. You know that the one the thing that's great about dentistry, and and, I, and I'll say this, um, one of the, one of the weirdest moments for me was I was at my twentieth dental school reunion. We were sitting at a table, and there was a guy there that was in my class who went into practice with his dad, and his dad was almost had a kind of an emergency room practice um, in our town and, and they, they serve a very specific part of the population and they do a great job doing it, but it's very much extractions, fillings and stuff. And so we're sitting there and he's basically talking to him and he was talking about what a great education we got at VCU and we did have a good, good education at VCU. But then he went on to say, you know, we had got such a great education at VCU. There isn't a single thing that I learned in dental school that I do any different now. And, I, and I'm sitting there thinking, I couldn't think of one thing I was doing the same. I mean, I could not think of one thing except making a, taking a tooth out. But even with that, I used a laser to remove some bones sometimes. So, so, you know, I was thinking if I had to practice like that, 
I would not be happy because the most exciting things for me in dentistry is it's just constantly ways to open another door and go through and learn something new that that allows you to get your heart rate up a little bit and as you say also provide a level of care that you couldn't provide before that ultimately affects a life and when i think of my my friends who are are like accountants or lawyers and they just don't have that you know i mean it's it's what they do is important but it's so less tangible to what we can do where somebody can look and see what we do um, sometimes it's just a TMJ patient taking their pain away. You know, I mean, it, it, it affects them. David, do you have any final words as we wrap this thing up with her? I got to tell you, no, Amy, you are a joy to be around. And I, man, I admire the inner strength that you have. Um, I think my biggest take home from all of this is you really know you and what's important in your life. And you have such an incredible ability to pull everything um, into that and then everything grows outwardly. So uh, amazing. And I I'm excited for you to start teaching dentists and, and other people because they need to learn that, but probably before they need to learn anything about clinical care, just how to be an amazing person. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I Again, I, I want to thank you. This is the time where where we say goodbye to you and then we get to talk about you after you leave, you know, you know that you listen to our podcast, but I, again, I, I so appreciate you coming on. I'm glad I got the rest of the pieces of the puzzle. And, uh, and again, I look forward to seeing, uh, you know, where the rest of your path takes you. Cause I, I have a feeling we're going to be, uh, knowing your name. So thank you. And, uh, any shout outs, do you have any shout outs before you go? All right, I, I have to do a shout out and I'm not saying it because you're here, but I mean, throughout these past few months and throughout the, since 2016, the Dawson Academy has been amazing. And I cannot say more about it. If Kevin was here, he could tell you because he knows how excited I get. And um, the Dawson Academy is so genuine and welcoming. And since I, since my first course, I met Ann Dawson and we became friends. It was just like, it's like family. And I, unless you go through it and experience it, you, it's hard to, it's hard to understand it. But I, I just, everything that I have mentioned about the way I think, I believe that the Dawson Academy, the, 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 um, the mentors there, the professors believe the same and I have experienced it. So that's my shout out. And well, John, thank you so much. I, I thank you for this opportunity. And even though we hadn't met before, you invited me to do this and I just appreciate that a lot. You are welcome and you are a, you are deserving for sure. So, uh, enjoy your your kids. Enjoy your Saturday, and keep in touch with me. We're gonna we're gonna help you make your dreams come true. Okay, so so good luck. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Let me leave. Wow! <laughs> I told you, man. I knew there was a story in there. I, I didn't. <laughs>
I didn't quite know all the details of it, but kind of you always do a great job putting a bow on this thing. So tell me what you're thinking. I am thinking um, in, in, in the face of the, I mean, let's call it horrific what happened to her with her, you know, her practice and everything early, especially early on in the face of that, all I kept thinking is who were the first people she thought of? It had nothing to do with her. I mean, it was her team. It was her patients. Yeah. While was, she's, while she's sitting there watching it burn. Yes. I mean, yeah. In the moment it was, it was just her immediate go-to and then to go home and say, let's carry on. Let's still let's have just, a party. Let's still have a it's party. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah, let's do it with our friends and our family and enjoy each other's company. And I, it, her focus um, on gratitude, her focus on faith and on family and just giving to other people is, I, I, it's who I want to be when I grow yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. No, I know. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about these things, but I've never been tested like that. You know, and I, yeah. that's really why I wanted her to have on. And, and I do think that's, you know, one of things that we've talked about, about what we really want to highlight in this podcast is not so much the clinical, but how successful people tick. And, and yeah. part of, and a part of being successful is understanding that it does not always go well. You know, it, it doesn't, I mean, every successful yeah. person has had something that, um, whether it's, a health thing or whether it's office burning down or whatever it is. I mean, there's going to be tremendous challenges and it is really about um, how you pick yourself up. And I hadn't really thought about it in the context. She put it so well of how she just reframed her brain away from herself, her own mm -hmm. personal. And, and I hadn't really thought about the fact that if you do that, you can't really wallow. It's impossible to do those two things at the same time. So, um, what a just what what a just what a lovely person, you know, just an amazing person. Absolutely. No, she was a she's a joy to be around, and uh, you know, I wish everybody here who's listening could see the expression on her face. It's just so genuine. There's there's. We, we need more people just being more introspective in life. And that's, I think, the greatest gift we can give to ourselves is spend that time figuring out what really is important I want her to at the run end for, of life. I want her to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> can't have good people. <laughs> you can't have good people in Washington. All right. Well, <laughs> well this has been great. Uh, David, as always, thanks for tuning in and uh, with me. We'll hopefully have PO on next time. But for those that are listening, we're going to keep looking for great people. If you have a suggestion on somebody that has a great story, you can certainly email me. Uh, you can email David. David, what's your email so that they've got it? David.rice at ignitedds.com. And probably maybe for the Instagram users, if you just want to message me uh, at John C. Cranham. Uh, at John C. Cranham uh, on Instagram. That works out. John C. Cranham DDS. That works out really good too. And you can do Instagram too as well, David. Absolutely. At Ignite DDS. We're easy to find. Okay. All right. Thanks everybody. And we will see you next time. Have a great weekend and, and, and good couple weeks. Mm -hmm.